Welcome to Uncontained, episode 188. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and Merry Christmas to everybody. It's Christmas Eve on the day that I'm releasing this, so uh, I don't want to leave anybody else out either. So whatever religious holiday you're celebrating now, whether it's Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas, Hanza, Kwanzaa, Festivus for the rest of us, or whatever it be, um... I hope you are enjoying the holiday and uh, family and everything around. But if you do need a break from family, yeah, get away for about an hour, uh, put in some earbuds, and listen to this interview that I have coming your way with hip hop beat producer Dot Wreck. And one of the coolest things I found about interviewing Dot Wreck and a lot of other musicians actually is their influences and how they can come from way in left field, way in right field, and then come together in the middle and uh, create something new. Because you'll find out uh, Dot Rec's influences range from Mob Deep to Iron Maiden so in, and other classic rock. So it's kind of, kind of interesting how that all comes together and creates his beats and what he comes up with. And uh, you'll f- hear some great stuff about networking. You'll hear some great stuff about, you know, just going out and trying to connect with people that you're interested in talking to. So I do want to uh, thank Naru. Uh, Kang for for helping set this interview up. She actually made the introduction, and uh, Naru was on one of my earlier shows back when she was with Funk Monk, and that was like a Craigslist for bands and stuff. A really cool concept. Now she's with Hype Junkie and Ignite, so uh, definitely check her out. She's up to some really cool things. I don't want to keep you waiting any longer. Uh, I just want to wish everybody a happy holidays, and if you have some extra money that you want to spend, I'm not asking that you necessarily spend it on me, but I am asking if you do go on Amazon, you go to Uncontained Pod. Dot com and click the Amazon banner at the top of the page and uh, yeah that will that will help support the show I appreciate it and from you all I really want from Christmas is a rating and review on iTunes or the pod player that you listen to uncontained on the most so I appreciate you out there happy holidays and this is how dot wreck lives uncontained how are you doing today dot wreck? Hey, man, I'm doing good, good. I uh, appreciate you having me on. Yeah, man, thank you for coming on. So, Dot Rec, obviously that's not the name your parents gave you. At least I don't think <laughs> so. How did you come up with uh, Dot Rec? Man, it's a story. Yeah, it's a story and a half. So, I, um, when I was a little bit younger, I got in a little bit of trouble and uh, wasn't really allowed to go anywhere and do much. So, I just spent a lot of time researching on... Uh, the world around us and everything and i came across a uh, a person that would give hip hop lectures and he called himself the black dot okay and, uh, when i was reading into him and just reading into like all the knowledge and everything that he would drop um into like the universe and everything there's a point where uh time stops and that point is the dot and okay. I was like, well, fuck that, man. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> so I was just like, dot wreck. And that, you know, that came to mind. I was like, yeah, that sounds kind of cool. And I just started thinking more on it. And then it turned into an acronym that uh, tied into other things that I was researching at the time. So it stands for the Dawn of Titans, writing righteous, everyday conquering kings. And it goes into uh, kind of what you mentioned, what uncontained means. It's just like you know, not settling and just fucking going for what you want and doing what you want and living how you are meant to live, not being contained by society's norms. That's cool. I'll have to try to come up with an acronym for uncontained. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of a long one, though. But I'm I'm impressed with that you got it out of uh, eight letters, uh, eight yeah. letter long acronym. That's cool. So uh, now listening to this guy doing the lectures, the black dot was that how you got into uh hip-hop in the beginning nah so that journey that started when i was probably like 11 or 12 
Um, okay. I had a friend growing up. We're, we still kick it every now and then. Um, but he got his first computer, and we found the MSN chat rooms. <laughs> okay. And uh, I'd go over his house on the weekends, and you know we'd get high and shit, and fucking go and battle <laughs> people in the chat rooms. And uh, just going through that, uh, eventually somebody had hit me up in the chat room and was like, hey, I like what you're typing up here. Uh, you ever make beats and rap? And I'm like, nah. <laughs> like, I didn't know <laughs> nothing about that shit back then. But uh, he ended up sending me a copy of, uh, and I don't even know who this dude was, just somebody on the internet. And I remember I was like 11, 12 years old. It was still pretty new. And uh, he ended up sending me a copy of Acid Pro. And he oh, nice. taught me how to like loop stuff. And that was the beginning then. And about a year, year or two after that, he, the same person, he hit me up again randomly and was like, hey, you ever hear of Fruity Loops? I'm like, nah, I don't know what any of this is. So he sent me a, a copy of Fruity Loops and taught me how to make beats. And it just grew from there, man. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like, you know, you grow up listening to music. Um, and especially somebody like me, like I didn't have a formal, like, music background or anything like that like i didn't take any lessons or anything like that growing up so it was like i didn't really know that side of life <laughs> and yeah. uh, so fruity loops opened that up it was like all right so i learned how to program and sequence drums and then from there i learned a little bit of synthesis to create my own sounds um the dude helped me build a foundation of knowledge to be able to loop and it just all snowball effect man is and a couple of years passed by, I learned how to really sample and just got better and better at it. And here I am still getting better, still learning. There's, you know, you never stop learning. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, that was pretty much it, man. It was just, you know, I started out young, just some random guy on the internet sent me some programs <laughs> and uh, <laughs> actually took the time to teach me. And that's what was cool about it. Like he ain't have to do that. Like somebody I don't even know. I don't even know him. And it was like, he fucking changed my life like dramatically. And he probably has no idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So have you ever actually met this guy or? Nah, dude. Uh, so I, we, we had met in the chat room. Like I said, when I was like 11 or 12 around that area. Um, and I'd say probably to the point where I was like maybe 14, like we would still communicate online and he would like send me samples, send me loops and all that. And, you know, just help me create stuff, and then just the ties were cut. Like I, I don't know. Like it just never got online again after that. I don't know what happened. And uh, huh. then eventually, like the chat rooms and AOL Instant Messenger, you know, all that shit died out with social media coming out. And uh, yeah, just I haven't talked to that dude since I was like fourteen or so, fifteen maybe. And, uh, yeah, I have no idea who he was. <laughs> just right some on. stranger on the internet. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if that was, like, Dre or something like that? It was just, yeah, like... Be nuts. <laughs> I'm sure, I mean, it, there's a chance that he, might, that he might still be out there doing music because he did music at the same time, and he would always send me stuff that he was working on, and he was one of my major influences. People always ask me that, like, who are your influences? I mean, there's a couple that people know. But for the most part, man, it's just people like him that I don't even know. Like, I, I don't even know who to give credit to because they were the ones, him and a couple other people, on uh, you know, throughout time. But, um, yeah, you know, they help out. They teach me some things and then it just comes into my own. <laughs> it's like, who were your influences? Uh, some guy in a chat room. <laughs> yeah, it sounds weird, but it's like, I mean, that's the that's the age and culture that we grew up in. When I was 11 to 14, the internet in most households around here was still somewhat new because not everybody had computers, let alone internet. And uh, so it was still kind of new. So that's a cool, like, origin story on how that, you know, just some random dude like liked what you were typing or like uh, coming up with in the chat rooms and then all of a sudden bam drop some uh, audio programming uh, software in your lap and oh, yeah. taking it off from there so so like you got you got into acid pro fruity loops and like what was your next step after after learning that technology to kind of go from learning it to selling beats on your uh, production website. Uh, that's dot rec well, productions, yeah. correct? 
Yeah, I go by .rec Productions. Uh, website is .rec.com. That's where all my instrumentals are. Um, so I guess I first started uploading beats to the internet. I was maybe like high school, but mostly on SoundClick. And I was just in awe at that website because um, mp3.com that used to be around a while back, like before SoundClick and all them other sites. It was a long time ago. But um, I ended up finding some producers on SoundClick that I had followed on mp3.com when I was a kid. <clears throat> Excuse me. No worries. And uh, like, I, I was like, wow, they're still doing this. Like, So that means you know either they really love it or it's actually a decent business to be in. And uh, so a couple of them, you know, I'd, I'd communicate to and even still talk to now. And uh, so there's been a couple of people like that along the way. Um, I want to shout out a guy named Wishmaster, um, Rocket Pro Productions. They were some of the ones that I remember from a long time ago that I've kind of watched them, their careers excel over the years. Um, Anno Domini, uh, he's another one. I, I learn a lot from him even to this day. Um, but they, they kind of inspired me to keep uploading and doing stuff. Um, so I was like, I probably hit the internet first, like really trying to upload a lot of stuff, like sometime in high school. But it wasn't until I think 2015, 2016, um, I hit up a guy named Dream Life Beats. Dream Life, like I owe a lot to him. Um, I hit him up with a, a, a question about publishing. And that just like, ventured out into a crazy relationship with him um he taught me how to market stuff like uh facebook ads uh, google ads youtube ads all this and that um really like getting an actual website built and designed from the ground up and all that stuff like he kind of lit a fire under my ass for that one because um, i didn't have my own actual website or anything until i met him yeah and uh, he definitely was a big inspiration to really push hard the last few years and even now like he's multi-platinum got all kinds of shit going on like he's always somebody that i look to 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 keep going that's some nice credentials right there as well getting multi-platinum um and a good connection to have as well so what were some of the things that uh he enlightened you about promoting yourself with um basically to how anybody can do it uh it's not easy and you know it's it's still something that i struggle with myself but it's like having the foundation of how the internet marketing works um you know having your own website having a facebook pixel installed on it so you can remarket to the people that visit your website on uh, facebook ads um just the whole aspect of how to target people and uh how to find the right people to target and market to and it's just like a world that i didn't know really existed like until that point i just thought it was hey you upload your stuff and people will flock to it yeah. which happens sometimes but <laughs> most of the time it's like you, you know just because you put it on the internet you know there's nobody seeing it especially nowadays because there's so much out there that all these companies are thinking of ways to make you have to spend money to get people to notice it which is where we're at now it's you got to spend money to to market anything now you can't just like post it on a website and get good uh, results <laughs> yeah you get lost in all the other stuff that's out there yeah, too yeah. you know that it's beautiful that you can post and be easily discovered but it's also a lot of people wanting to be easily discovered and you get lost yeah. in that yeah, there's so much out there. A lot of good stuff, though, but there is a lot of junk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just got to sift through that, my friend. So yep. how long would you say that you've been making uh, beats for then? Uh, let's see. If I count from all the way in the beginning when I really didn't know what I was doing, I'd say probably about like 20 years, 21 years. Okay. All right. So uh, when did you decide to... Uh, uh, go from just solo making beats to starting like a uh, clothing line. So the clothing, that's something that that I've always had on the back burner. Uh, I just never knew like what to do. Um, but I, even as a, like a teenager, 
Um, I was always infatuated with the stuff that I would always find on karmaloop.com. Like, they always had, like, the alternative streetwear-type clothes and stuff like that, the hoodies. Okay. Like, I love that shit. Uh, just, like, the whole street culture when it comes to, like, the the streetwear and everything. Um, so I always liked that, and I thought it'd be cool to one day have my own. But, I, like I said, I, I didn't know what to do. Um, so I just had these ideas brewing, and I met online... Uh, Exactly. I should give another shout out to Reef Ali. He's uh he he runs the Vinyl Frontier. Okay. Um, if anybody that doesn't know about that, it's uh he just preserves vinyl records. So you can go to his website and find vinyl records from fucking who knows where, and uh he's got them online. Um, I don't know like the legality of it all, but <laughs> if there's anything you're looking for, he probably has it. Um, okay, fair enough. But he's got a t-shirt that I love the design for, so I hit him up one day. I was like, yo, who did your artwork? And he he referred me to a guy in uh, Milwaukee named Came One. So I hit him up. I'm like, yo, I love your artwork. I really need you to do some stuff for me. And I had these designs in mind, in mind, and I just like sketched them out, gave them to him, and he drew them up for me, and did an unbelievable job. But at that point, like I didn't even know what I was going to do with them. I was just like, I got yeah. these designs in my head. I need to get them out, um, and I can't draw, so it was like I can't do it. And uh, so for about two years, I was just sitting on these designs, not really having anything to do with them. And I was like, well, I, I really need to figure something out. Um, and I didn't want to take them to a printer and be like, yeah, just print these designs because then you got to get like X amount of shirts and all that stuff. I was like, then I got yeah. somewhere to store them. And that wasn't like that wasn't going to happen. So then I found out that there's companies that do that shit for you. And that, which I, I didn't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's pretty basic, but I didn't know that they existed. Um, so print on demand. Apparently it's like a huge industry where you can upload your designs and choose what shirts or choose anything that you want to print on and uh when somebody orders it the order goes to them and they print it and ship it to the customer yeah i have something like that through t public for my shirts yeah yeah they're one um i use uh printify they seem okay. pretty good so far um but yeah when i came across that idea i'm like well shit i'm gonna start making t-shirts and uh you know that then i got my website made and you know, it's, it launched, I think, uh, like middle of October. I can't remember the exact date because I had to, I had to pause for a little bit. I had an issue with the, the free shipping wasn't working. So I had to get that fixed before I actually sent it live. But, uh, yeah, it was like mid October that actually launched. And, um, you know, I got several designs up there, um, ranging from, like things in, inspired by Iron Maiden to fucking just like work, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you just random things that just they strike me, and I get an image in my mind and get the guy to draw it for me. You know? Very so cool, it's man. Very random cool. stuff, but there's some pretty cool stuff up there. And I, I like to say like they each have a story. And uh, like if you go to my website and you look at some of them, you can I like in the description is kind of like the story that you know inspired the thought of it so th i think that's pretty cool yeah i was actually checking those out before before the interview there there's a couple of really cool ones that i liked that there was one where it was almost i i don't it was along the lines of like i don't know the scream uh painting where you know that's the alien with the hands like like on the side yeah. of his face uh but it was like the f the nine to five shirt i dug that one and then uh, i it took me a minute to kind of i had to zoom in on the long distance runner one it looks like he's running from like one un universe to another one is that what it's all about or yeah uh so that ties in that one ties in with the yeah you're you're right um it ties in with the one that's called the battlefield um so what it, which the battlefield design and the long distance runner design, they were inspired by Iron Maiden. Um, okay. So the battlefield is uh, from their song "The Trooper," and there's oh, a line okay. in the yes. song that says, "On this battlefield, no one wins." And when I heard that, I was just like, and I listened to them like for all my life, but I never really took time to understand what they were saying. Um, 
So when I heard that, it you know, just I was like, on this battlefield, no one wins. He's talking about a war from like the 1600 or 1800s or something. But I felt it was kind of relevant today, man, because everybody's fucking going crazy. I hear that, <laughs> like, man. Yeah, everybody's offended, starting fights with everybody. So I started thinking deeper. So that one displays like, you know, you got pollution, you got wars over religion, over uh, corporate world stuff, money and all that stuff, drugs, guns. And uh, so then that one depicts the world kind of just blowing up because everybody's at war. Um, yeah. And then the Long Distance Runner, that was another song that they had. Um, and it just shows that character jumping from the uh, the battlefield into the next uh, the next phase um, or the next plane of reality, I guess. All right, I, I was trying to figure out what he was running from and running to, so that kind of helps out a little bit on that too. So yeah, but you do have some really cool shirts, and check those out. You can get those on your uh, website dot dot com, correct? Yeah, the the clothing is on, I've, at some point I'm probably going to merge them together, but right now the clothing is at dotreckclothing.com. But I think I'm going to merge everything together at some point, just so I don't have so I have everything under the one site. But yeah, right now the music's at dotreck.com, and the clothing is dotreckclothing.com. All right, man, very cool. So now I guess I want to give a shout out real quick to. Naru. When no. I had her on my show, she was doing Funk Monk. It was uh, basically like a Craigslist for bands, like or like a Yellow Pages for bands where they could rent like uh, studios, equipment, and stuff when they're on the road, and uh, even find bands to play with and shows and stuff, which was really cool. I don't know if she's still doing that now, so it's been a little while since I've actually talked to her. I have to catch up. Yeah, I just want to give her a shout out and thank her for her hooking this up and Absolutely. connecting us. And when uh, she recommended it, I was like, yeah, I'll definitely get you on the show. But uh, before we move into the uh, the final questions here, I want to know what is uh, next for you? Where What's, what's your next, uh, any projects coming out or anything like that? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I try to ask those. <laughs> <laughs> I do intend on uh, revisiting some things that I've made in the past. I just never released. Um, there's a couple of soundtracks that I uh, that I sampled, like every song from on the soundtracks, and uh, you know, there's some things that I want to do with them. It's it's not so much revisiting them as much as it is trying to figure out how to bring them to an end. Like, I didn't want to just, like, sample all the songs and be like, here's a soundtrack of all sampled stuff. Like, I want to make the the sampled soundtrack as theatrical as the actual movies were. You know what I mean? And that takes a little bit of thinking. <laughs> like, okay, really... so, like, what? how would you do that? Or, like, uh, for somebody who's not quite in the uh, beats production business like myself, how would you explain taking the soundtrack and making it uh, more theatrical well it's like because when, when you're watching a movie and like a song comes on like you get that emotion because you're seeing the visual and everything then you like you relate that song to that part of the movie or what's going on yeah um, whereas if you're just listening to it you might not really catch the same feeling in my okay. opinion and uh, so what I was going to try to do, and I, I thought about even taking quotes from the movie and stuff itself, and, you know, that might work. But then I started noticing on one soundtrack in particular, some of the songs were just on the soundtrack. They weren't in the movie. <laughs> yeah, like, they do that. It's like inspired <laughs> by the motion picture yeah. or something like that. It's not even, there's like some that actually do appear, but then they got the inspired songs. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I've been thinking about that, like whether I want to have uh, like actual rappers do stuff on them or make remixes of, uh, you know, with just of anybody, you know, if I could, whatever I have acapellas of um, or doing the movie quotes and stuff like that. It's something that I've been thinking about um, in terms of at least one project that I want to come out with. Um, there is a. a uh, an MC from, I think he's in New Hampshire, if I'm not mistaken. I hope I got it right, but Nick Ashley, dude's an animal. Um, and I, I met him through a mutual friend of ours, and he he used one of my beats on uh, 
on the project that he's going to have coming out soon, which is pretty awesome. And our mutual friend is a cool story behind that. Um, so anybody out there that's a fan of Mob Deep, uh, wow, you know, know that Prodigy died a couple of years ago, and uh, his last album, the high high, I always fuck it up, Hygelian or Hygelian dialectic. I don't know how it's pronounced. <laughs> Neither do I. So I'll let don't, it slide. Don't all fucking hate me for it. I, I'm pretty sure it's Hygelian dialectic. Um, it was volume one of of a three volume set, but it's the only one that's got released so far because of his passing. But um, I saw on the back of it, uh, executively produced and engineered by Joe the Engineer. So I searched that name. And I found the guy on uh, on Instagram, and I hit him up. And I'm like, yo, this album is, like, the best-sounding hip-hop album I've ever heard. Uh, like, sonically, dynamically, it's clean as fuck. And it's like, you don't hear that in hip-hop anymore. <laughs> and, uh, but it sounded so nice. And, uh, you know, we started chopping it up, and, you know, we became pretty good friends to the point where, uh, you know, I'm able to go to new york every now and then and visit him and he teaches me some of the stuff that he knows about engineering and that's nice helped tremendously um not that my mixes have been bad definitely a lot of room for improvement but just within the past year like you can see like day and night after i started fucking with him but uh definitely been learning a lot from him um tell everybody like he's one of the best engineers out there really knows a lot and uh so he introduced me to a couple people um nick ashley was one of them you know he's he's gonna whenever i don't know when he plans on dropping his album but it's gonna be awesome because that boy can rap and uh the song that he did on my beats crazy it's about uh like i don't know how much i should talk about it but he drops a lot of (laughs) knowledge gmos and all that stuff and it's uh it's a crazy song but it's something cool to look forward to in the pipeline. Just, just in general, I mean, just looking for uh, new people to work with. Um, when can a, people expect to hear that song, or do you have any idea? I have no idea. I know that he got the masters on it uh, maybe about like two months ago, and it's. A, I, I know he's building the rest of the project. I just don't know when it's all going to get released. Uh, I can't wait because I'm just looking forward to hearing what else he's got on it. Um, but yeah, that's one of them. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm just looking for new people to work with and build with. I got a, a thing going on now. It's just like, it's a, it's like a package deal type thing. You know, you, you can get beats out of it. And, uh, I got a bunch of knowledge and some books and stuff that I included into the package about mixing, mastering and recording and all that stuff. Um, you know, just a little, little bit of things here and there that will help out the up-and-coming artists, you know, that's uh, that might just be starting out. Um, cool. Actually, that segue is just about perfect into, like, the next part of the show uh, yeah. that I do have uh, designed to help people who are looking to get into the entertainment industry. What would be some advice that you would share with somebody who's looking to get started out in the music industry? The way I see it right now... Which, you know, of course, it's subject subject to change as time goes on. But if you're starting out right now, definitely work on your craft as often as you can so you can sound as good as you can. Um, Because there's so much out there and there's so much talent. um, And you really have to at least be on the same level as everybody else to essentially get seen and noticed. Not saying you got to be better or anything like that, but there's a a standard. (laughs) You know, you can't just, uh, you can't upload music that sounds like it was recorded in a public restroom and expect it to be, get as much attention as something that was professionally done, you know? Very um, true. Very true. So you got to be on point in terms of your releases, only release finished product. Um, nobody wants to hear unmixed stuff, you know, it, it, nobody cares if it hasn't been edited yet. Like, if they hear it and they hear that it's trash, they're not going to want to hear any more. So only yeah. put out good quality, or at least the best of your ability quality, 
only put that out. What else? Uh, the business side of it, man, is uh, not, not just the business, but you got to market. So whether you're doing it yourself or you're, you have a whole team, like somebody's got to market that shit. And there is a lot that goes into it. Um, and in order not to get screwed around by somebody else, like you really got to know what's going on, you know, because otherwise if somebody else does it all for you, then chances are you're going to get screwed out of something. So definitely yeah. learn the marketing and promotion, uh, publishing. That's a huge one. That's actually where the money's at. So it's, you don't want to get screwed out of your publishing. Um, so th that's the main points is just, you know, put out your best work. Um, learn the stuff that nobody really wants to do, <laughs> such as the marketing and <laughs> promotions and stuff like that. And definitely get your, get your uh, head into some publishing. So, you know, what's going on. Cause you never know when a opportunity is going to come up and, uh, you know, it, it's good to, when somebody starts throwing out certain words and everything, you want to know what they're talking about. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. So you're actually doing really good at this because you, you are leading me right into where my next question is, uh, <laughs> talking about promotion and, um, you know, prom promoting yourself. Uh, what are you currently doing to promote yourself? So what would be some advice you care to share? Uh, so right now, all I'm doing, you know, I got the social media pages and stuff that I post content to as often as I can. Um, but within that, I reach out to people that I that I feel like I vibe with. Or, you know, I listen to a lot of stuff, and if I like what I hear, I'll contact them and uh, try to build a relationship. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But um, that's one way because like it's there. There's there's a couple of different kinds of hip hop producers on the internet. You got some that are making the stuff that sounds hot right now, and then you got some that are make traditional hip hop. You got some that make alternative hip hop. You know what I mean? But like if you go to the big sites like uh, Sound SoundCloud, BeatStars, you know stuff like that, a lot of the stuff kind of sounds the same. Like there's not a whole lot of top people that are doing it that sound different. Yeah. So it's like. You know, just try to stand out a little bit. And uh, since I don't fit that criteria, like I don't do the tight beats and all that stuff, I've tried, but, you know, it's just not my thing. I don't like sounding like everything else out there. So I, I have to personally reach out to people that are also on that same wavelength. Like they're not trying to be the next hot thing or anything like that. They're just trying to do what they do. If you like it, you like it. If not, then you move on to the next and uh, so I try to reach out to people like that that kind of fit the mold that I'm in yeah. as opposed to trying to force a sound or anything like that. And uh, like I said, like some people, they fuck with it. Some people don't. It's not everybody's cup of tea, which is fine. So that, that's a big thing that goes into it is networking, reaching out to people, uh, providing them value in a way that not only you benefit, but you got to benefit the other party as well. So it's whatever you bring to the table, it's got to be something that helps everybody eat. Um, a lot of people get that kind of mis uh, mixed up. They think networking is just like sending somebody stuff or, or requesting stuff from people. And it's like, you got to, whatever you bring, it's got to be beneficial for everybody. Otherwise, nobody's going to waste their time because there's so much opportunity out there. I'm glad you brought up that point. That is actually really good. Like networking isn't just going and seeing what like connections somebody else can make for you. You know, right. it's like going out and trying to actually help somebody else and not always re expect anything in return. That's the thing. You, you can't really expect um, anything. <laughs> um, like and I, I say that, that like that's kind of like a double edge like yeah you, if you like if you put your heart and soul into something there's part of you that does expect something out of that but yeah. you don't go into a business relationship or really you shouldn't go into any kind of relationship expecting something out of that other person like, that, that just goes back like you know I put my chips on the table you put your chips on the table and We'll build together and hopefully what we build gains traction and people flock to it. But to expect that to happen, I think, is the wrong mindset because, again, there's just so much going on. It's good to build with as many people as you can or want to, but I don't think you should expect anything because, you know, it's really once you put the art out there, you know, it's not up to you as to who likes it or not. 
So, so some stuff will work, some won't. Definitely. So you were saying you don't quite fit the mainstream beats and everything like that. Like, how would you describe what style you produce? That's a good question, man. But uh, yeah, like I don't feel like I'll try to do tight beats, but then it's like it, it's so for me because I don't I I listen to mostly like Mob Deep. Iron Maiden, fucking like Bob Deep other and classic Iron rock. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's like kind of strange, but like for me personally to try to stay up on tight beats, like I gotta constantly listen to a bunch of music that I don't want to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, like, but some people that's alright, you know, they like what's out now. Personally, I only like a small fraction of it. Um, so like I kind of stay to the side of like sometimes experimental type sounds. Um. I've heard some people call it alternative. I don't really know. But, um, like, when I hear this stuff, it kind of strikes me as more, like, traditional-type hip-hop, like, 90s-type stuff uh, to an extent, uh, with some kind of modernization to it. But, I mean, it's not like... I might have some elements of modern music in it, like trap hi-hats and shit like that, some 808s now and then, but it's like... You wouldn't be... I don't. I don't think that you'd be able to classify it as, like the new trap wave or anything that's out now and stuff like that. It might have some elements, but it's kind of like kind of more of its own thing. Like it, it doesn't, I, I don't see it being much like a, like a lot of stuff out there. Um, Cause when I do turn on the radio, it's like, yeah, my shit, <laughs> my shit's not going to be on here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, that's not a bad thing though. It, it's respectable too. Cause a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that you hear, like when people say like, Oh, rap is like all crap or all this like rock is crap. It's the stuff they're hearing on the radio. That's right. like, so like pushed by labels and like sculpted. So the masses like it and it, it had to otherwise that's that's how the labels make money you know they, they have to uh sculpt their product in a certain way that they know is going to sell yeah uh, they're not the days are over where they kind of risk on an artist um at least on the major top levels like because you, you don't really see too many people like come out and then just completely flop now, I say that, and people are going to say, oh, well, so-and-so is a one-hit wonder and all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, but that was kind of, I, I don't know, I kind of see that as being the plan. Like, maybe that person only had a one-album deal or two-album deal or something, you know what I mean? But, like, they don't, they're not putting all their resources into one artist and hoping that it works out now. Whereas no, back in no. the day, they might have. Like, there's not, I, I, don't, I just don't see it. Um, so it's the stuff that is getting released, it's packaged in a certain way that they know it's going to for the most part give a good return um, yeah and that one hit wonder thing that's like as you know to a lot of people would kill to actually be a one hit wonder that means you actually had a hit but hell yeah. <laughs> on, on the and then like compared to a no hit wonder or a wonder where my hit is or something right. like that uh but <laughs> <laughs> but also the record labels kind of like the one hit wonder as well because like they don't have to like pay out near as much for the one hit wonder as say somebody who has multiple hits. I'll just throw, um, I don't know the beaver beaver out there for, you know, he can demand so much more for an album than a one hit wonder or, you know, any of these pop kids that have been yeah. like just selling like crazy to all the teeny boppers and stuff but uh they can demand much more for each album and then on the one hit wonders the record labels make a lot more off of that you got it man that, that, that comes back to knowing the business and all the publishing details and all that stuff because a lot of uh newer artists or not newer but a lot of younger artists that don't know any better they'll sign these deals thinking like a half million dollars or a million dollar deal is good. Not realizing they got to pay that shit back. <laughs> not realizing that the labels taken, you know, 50% or, you know, whatever percentage of their merchandise, um, of their actual sales and everything. So it's like at the end of the year, they really don't have nothing to show for it. So when it comes time to make another album, they ain't got the funds to do that. So it's like, you know, that's a major thing. It's people, 
think like, oh, they signed a $2 million deal. It's like, they got to pay that shit back, man. <laughs> like, that was just That's a advance. loan from the record label. That's <laughs> yeah. a loan. Um, yeah, you go out so... there and buy all these cars and drugs and shit. Like, you know what I mean? You ain't have nothing to pay back. That's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the whole the whole like eighties like hair metal thing is over. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kinda coming back through and hip hop a little bit, you know, with all the bling bling stuff. But uh yeah, so I guess like talking of styles again, uh you mentioned that you know you like stuff like Mob Deep and uh Iron Maiden and classic rock and stuff. So oh, yeah. does the classic rock and like Iron Maiden come out in your music? Can you like noticeably like hear Iron Maiden in there? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> um, like can you hear that influence somehow? I I don't I don't know. Um I'd say probably not because when people hear that that I like them, they're like, "Holy shit! I never would have known that, or I never would have expected that." Um, I, I don't know. Um, sometimes I try to have like crazy melodies and stuff, um, which is one thing that I think you know, just musically that they're really known for is their guitar riffs and melodies are just fucking crazy. Um, yeah. But I, I don't. Looking at my stuff for myself, like I don't think that 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 you would really be able to put the two together in that regard. Um, maybe one day <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> I would like to incorporate some like live instruments and stuff like that, and try to make a blend of the styles a little bit. But um, it's just something I haven't really explored yet. Yeah, there there is something to having live instruments too. Like it's really cool what people can do with like uh fruit fruity loops and like uh like sampling and like creating like programming drum beats and stuff like that, but there's just a certain feel like when you go to a show and you see a live band play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Opposed to having the track playing in the back. So that that's uh I would uh, come out with a gem for some people. You mentioned that there's a certain feel when you're watching a band play. So one thing that I learned from Joe the Engineer is uh, when he's mixing the records, he, he places all the sounds together as if as if it was an actual band playing. So it's like, instead of having everything just like down the center or whatever, like he'll have, and I started doing this too a little bit, but um, like your hi-hats will be panned to the left as if you're the drummer. The crash will be panned to the right, you know what I mean? Okay. The snare's in the middle, kick's in the middle, stuff like that. Uh, if you got a guitar, you know, that might be up front to the right a little bit. And, uh, you know, it's, and that, that if done correctly, it creates that kind of space to where it's similar to hearing it live or, you know, or, or being the person playing it. Um, cause you can, like, if you listen closely, you can hear that space in the music itself to where it's like, it sounds like that guitarist is over there. That keyboardist is over there. Uh, so that, that shit's pretty cool. It's, uh, I don't know how many people do that. I don't even know if I should have said that, but you know. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, that's any, really cool though. It's kind of like, yeah. Um, anybody, anybody that engineers like that, that might be something to keep in mind. It might take your shit to the next level. A while back, like two thousand three, I was working at Best Buy, and they were starting to come up with different like technologies. They had super audio CDs. All right, which was like five point one surround sound music and it's like you're standing center stage in a way to actually do it like on a regular cd and still be able to hear that that is awesome the spatialness and like the i i don't know almost organic feeling yeah that's another thing with a lot of music nowadays is when they master it they just make it as loud as they can and doing that you know yeah it might make it louder and make it sound like everything else but in doing that it 
literally squeezes those dynamics out of the music. Um, so you, you know, I mean, you might have something that might have a lot of movement, have a lot of space, but then you squash it through a, like a massive limiter to make it yeah, sound compress louder. Yeah, it. Yeah, and it just takes that life right out of it. Um, and that's you know, that's one thing I don't really like about some stuff nowadays is that there there's not it's not as dynamic as it used to be. Um, some of it's coming back now because there are a lot of um, I mentioned Dream Life earlier. He's He's been making a lot of noise with a couple other people that he that he works with. Um, they'll go into the studio and they make their own samples, and then they sell those online. And, you know, people like me, you know, I'll buy them and chop them up or do whatever I want with them. But it's like really organic, natural. Uh, it's not over processed or anything like that. And um, you know, people like them, they're they're kind of bringing that back to kind of, I guess. It does a couple of things. You don't have to worry about uh, getting sued by some major artist for using their work without permission. Yeah. Um, and it's it's still live music, live instrumentation, and you know real synths and keyboards and stuff. So it's and and it's mixed and stuff professionally. So it's got that feeling and you know space to it, and it just sounds really good, uh, not being over processed. And I think that's what a lot of stuff is missing nowadays because everybody just over processes everything and makes it as loud as they can and um yes one thing i've learned is like if you do it right you don't need to over process it because it'll sound really loud on its own if it's mixed together right you don't have to physically make everything loud there you go that that should be spread around the industry so everybody gets to know that and uh we yes. get better <laughs> we get better music as consumers so um now um to keep things rolling on here i don't want to keep you all night here since you are sitting in your car and it is uh <laughs> sounds like it's raining outside right now where yeah, you're man, at it's been a been a rainy day today where are you at by the way i'm in delaware Delaware. Okay. All right. So it's a little bit later there for you right now. So yeah. we'll keep we'll, we'll keep on rolling here. So what would be a highlight that you would care to share with the uncontained audience? Um, shit, man. There's been a lot of like moments where I'm just like, I just take a step back and I'm like, awesome. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I learned, I finally learned this or I've, I've been able to like, figure something out um mainly when it comes to my mixes um when it comes to working with people um you know there's been a couple collaborations i'm not going to mention like who they were because they didn't really turn out the way i wanted them so i don't want to give them shine <laughs> yeah um there's there's some shady business that goes on uh that, again that's another reason why you need to know your shit if you're gonna try to do music um but at least like being able to reach out and converse with certain people um, who at one point like you just admired, but the reach was like so gigantic that there was no possible way you could reach them. Yeah. Now, social media, you can. And there's a couple of my favorite rappers that, you know, I can email and they respond back to me. <laughs> and it's like, that's, that's fucking awesome. Um, just being able to, you know, talk to certain people and learn certain things. Um, meeting Joe the engineer and my first time going up there to the studio, he was like, "So you wanna you wanna get better at mixing vocals, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, of course. Like I want to get good <laughs> at everything." And uh, he was like, "All right, well, come come sit here." So I'm sitting next to him at the studio boards, and he pulls up a project of prodigy <laughs> i was just like never really? in my fucking life would i have ever thought that i'd be sitting in a studio getting taught how a fucking prodigy record was constructed and mixed and mastered and all that shit that blew my fucking mind right on man and but i would have never been able to do that and gain that experience and ultimately learn the things that i learned if i didn't keep going and of course there's been times where I just want to fucking give it all up and call it quits. And you know what I mean, like it, that happens. Um, 
you just got to keep pushing and because you never know what's going to happen man and it's like i never yeah. knew that was going to happen i never knew i'd you know be able to be in a position to learn from like one of the best in the field that they're in you know what i mean um but you know when the time's right thing like doors are open up you just got to keep pushing and keep going and eventually like you know things are going to start happening yeah definitely man it sounds sounds like you are actually really you're really good at networking and reaching out to the people that you want to connect with and like just curious for the person who wants to do that and reach out to somebody but what is your success rate reaching out to people well i mean i get rejected a lot (laughs) (laughs) but you gotta understand though not you know everybody's super busy um, and when it comes to social media, you know, there's certain people that they have somebody else running their social media. So it's not, you know, like it's not them. Um, so definitely like, don't get discouraged if you reach out to somebody and they don't get back to you. Um, as for like an actual success rate, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Cause I mean, I've contacted tons of people, uh, through the last couple of years and, you know, I mean, some of them hit you back, some of them don't. It's just, if you look at it like that, it's just a numbers game. The more people you contact, the yeah. more it will hit you back. Um, but I guess the thing that uh, to always keep in mind uh, as to, I mean, we touched on a little bit earlier, is like always have something brought to the table. Um, yeah. You can't just hit somebody up and be like, hey, you're my favorite artist, listen to my stuff or, you know. Hey, you're my favorite rapper. I want you to to use my beats and shit. Like, like that's not gonna work. Um, no, no. Like you said, when you messaged uh, Joe the engineer, you were like, "Hey, Joe, I love like I listened to like the new CD of the best like hip hop record like I've heard." We're just paraphrasing what you said, of course. Right. Like, um. So, did you throw out something else that you could provide him to? Um, that um, I don't really recall. Um like offering him anything at that point um and and sometimes the conversation will work this way um and i'm sure that's something that everybody can relate to like you might strike up a conversation with somebody in a store and next thing you know y'all are hanging out next weekend or something you know (laughs) things sometimes things just progress in a natural way and those are the things that like if you don't have to put much effort in it in that regard then it's kind of just you know, in my mind, kind of meant to be. Um, yeah. Like you're supposed to cross paths and connect in some way and learn something. And through the course of the relationship, yes, you're going to offer or you're going to have something offerable that that person can also benefit from. Um, but in the beginning, it was just, uh, that was just it. I was just like, dude, this is like hands down the cleanest sounding stuff I've ever heard, or at least in a long time. And, uh, you know, it, it just grew from there. And then, he responded, I responded, he responded, and we just c- continued talking. And, you know, over, like, the course of a year or so, we just kept building a, a friendship. And, you know, sometimes it works that way. Um, awesome, But man. if you're actively seeking out to work with somebody, then, uh, you know, if, if say, if you're a producer and you're trying to get with an artist, I mean, you can provide obviously instrumentals you can provide artwork if you can do graphic design anything that an artist needs you know you can try to offer that to them instead of just coming off like hey i want you to use my stuff so i can make money like that, yeah that's not, that's not gonna cut it because um, <laughs> they get you know. so many people <laughs> saying that you know yeah. it's like yeah or leave a comment in somebody's post so oh, awesome check out my music yeah, uh, that's, that's that, work. that doesn't like, work either but you have to build uh, a real relationship and real friendships with people because that, I mean, that's what the that's the old saying it's not what you can do it's who you know type thing yeah and that's that's life like i mean you're not gonna get very far in general just using people like you have to genuinely want to do it you got to genuinely want to build a relationship because uh, that's what makes everything go round. Um, so it's, you know, it, you may not have anything to offer in the beginning, but build a relationship. 
I tried yes. to build a relationship, and then eventually, you know, the time might come where it's like, hey, I need something. That person has it, and then they contact you, and, you know, that could be your breakthrough. Who knows? Um, but the the important thing is you, you got to build a foundation of an actual relationship just as you would going to wherever you go to meet people. <laughs> like, yeah, where, yeah. Wherever that is. As- it's At the, the town thing. watering hole, or <laughs> yeah. whatever you call it. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's do the flip side of that coin real quick uh, to the question on the highlight. Real quick, what was a low light uh, or a hardship that you've had to deal with? Uh, I mean, it's always it's always been hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> where I'm from, there is there there is a music scene, but there's not a hip hop scene. Um, okay. So like even rock bands, if they get uh, the go ahead to perform at local venues and stuff, then chances are they're doing cover songs. Um, mm, yeah. Very few of them are allowed to actually do their own original stuff. Um, and when it comes to hip hop, there's been a couple shows here and there, uh, like local type events. Um, well, so there's been a couple of venues where some uh, national headliners come through, but typically somebody gets shot or stabbed and they shut the place down so that happens in delaware of course it does (laughs) (laughs) that's why it happens in delaware because nobody knows about it exactly i'm originally from iowa too so nobody nobody thinks anything happens in iowa besides meth and growing corn (laughs) if you uh if you listen to some like old nas records and jay-z and uh what was the other one I was listening to the other day? No, I think it was a Jay Z album, but not like old, uh, like early mid '90s stuff. They talk about coming to Delaware a lot. Really? Of course. Yeah. We're. I mean, we're only like four hours away from New York City, uh, two hours from Baltimore. Jersey's our neighbor. Um, so okay. A lot goes on. It's just you don't hear about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so there's not been a there's never really been a scene where I'm at upstate it might be a little bit different because they're like borderline philly so it's just there's generally just a lot more happening up there than yeah i'm at the southern part of the state where there's fucking nothing um so it's always been difficult in that respect because there's not a chance given to hip-hop because when people hear hip-hop they just equate it with drugs sex violence fucking you know just stuff that yes it has to do with that sometimes but that's not the essence of hip-hop um it's kind of the same way with metal too you know yeah yeah of course it scares people yeah they they don't understand it so they're just definitely afraid of it they think uh it's just gonna bring nothing but trouble which sometimes it does but generally speaking it's not going to if it's given the like the the proper opportunity to present itself um but yeah so there's locally there's not really been a way to express the music uh in in those terms um and then when it comes to family like that's been a struggle too because it's like family typically and and even some close friends they're just they just look at you weird like man it's a fucking hobby what are you doing because um, <laughs> uh, and a p- part of that though is that the average person doesn't know what it's like to throw away everything and chase what you actually want and desire you know the average person does what they're told to do whereas some of the outliers you know they're like all right well i might do that for a while but i'm ultimately going to do what i want to do and that's going to be build this business it's going to be do this or that travel the world you know people aren't going to understand that but they don't need to understand it. <laughs> I like that. It, it, but I like it's a that. struggle, though. It's a struggle because part of that is like there's you got to believe in yourself because the people closest to you aren't always going to. Uh, and if they do, then you're very fortunate. Um, yeah. But yeah, especially starting out, man, there's going to be a lot of people that just think you're fucking stupid. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you just got to keep grinding, keep doing it, and eventually you'll figure out a way to make it a, a legit successful business and just never stop learning, never stop giving a fuck, never, never start giving a fuck is what I meant to say. Cause people yeah. are always going to try to bring you down and uh, you just got to keep going, man. Even me in an area where there's no music, um, 
you know, hit the internet and surround yourself with people that are like-minded on the internet if you have to. Like, you know what I mean? If you can't find them in real life, fucking find them on the internet, build that relationship and, you know, meet up in real life and do it that way if you have to. Right on, man. Right on. So, uh, that is actually some really good advice right there. And that's kind of how, how you started out with, uh, the MSN chat rooms back in, back in the day. (laughs) So, you know, it's, uh, coming full circle. Now, when you do put out music, when somebody hears your beats, whether it's um, somebody looking to use the beats to rap over or somebody just listening, is there something that you want them to feel and take away uh, from 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 your music? Um, that's a good question. My my aunt and uncle recently visited, and my aunt wanted to hear some music that I've made because she never heard it before. So I let her hear some stuff and I let her hear, she's like, let me hear the one that you composed yourself. So I'm like, all right. And she starts listening to it. And she was like, you know what? This reminds me of just walking through the city and coming upon, uh, coming upon a park bench and just sitting down and just looking at the nature around me. And huh. I'm thinking in my head, like what? <laughs> like, <laughs> Like that was in in my mind. Like that was nowhere near like what I see and what I feel when I hear it. So it's so it's like I don't know. Like everybody has their own thing, you know. So all that I can really say is like if you listen to something that I make and it invokes some kind of emotion or some kind of feeling that ultimately you know is positive, then then that's good. Um, when I make stuff, I, I like I don't have anything particular in mind. Like I want this to sound a certain way. I want this to make you feel a certain way. I just make what comes out, and you know, you, you know, the rest is up to you as the listener. <laughs> you know, if you if you want to make it feel this way, then hopefully it makes you feel that way. Right. I'll just leave you it know, open for know. interpretation. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the best I can answer that one. I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> All right, man. Fair enough. Fair enough. You don't have to have the answers to everything. <laughs> uh, that's what kind of makes it fun sometimes. Um, so I do have one more question coming up for you here before I let you go. But first, before we get to that, um, where can people find you and your music on the World Wide Web? What is your corner of the Internet? Gotcha. So my website's uh, .rec.com. Uh, and you know you spell that d o t w r e c k dot rec dot com. That's the music. Uh, if you want to check out some some uh, t-shirts and whatnot, you can go to dot clothing dot com. And social media, I'm on Facebook and Instagram at dot rec productions. Uh, that's that's mainly where I'm most active. All right, perfect. I'll put those in uh, the show notes so people can uh, go to my website and find them. And they'll be able to uh, get those links and connect with you. All right, man. I appreciate you coming on the show tonight. I have that one final question for you. It's the title question of the show. I really appreciate you coming on today, uh, sitting in your car while it was raining outside and uh, in the balmy uh, Delaware air. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's nice and warm out there right now. Um, a little. A little sarcasm, but uh, I, I, I appreciate you taking time to come on Uncontained and uh, talk with my audience. I have one final question for you. Dot Rec, how do you live uncontained? It's a good question. Um, I guess it comes to a point where you're just not going to settle for anything less than what you truly desire. And, you know, I came to that point and, uh, you know, so, you know, it takes sacrifice. Um, and it's funny, you know, we talked about building relationships and everything. Um, I've actually had to sacrifice quite a few, though. Um, you know, friendships, you know, actual, like, relationships, girlfriends and stuff like that. You know, it's uh, yes. if they're not on the same page and trying to run with you, then you got to let them go. Um, even if it's family, and that can be the toughest part for some people. Um it doesn't matter if it's blood. If they're holding you back, then you got to let them go. And uh, 
if anything's holding you back from what you want, you got to let it go. And that's really, I think, the only way to live uncontained. Um, figure out who you are and what you want and, uh, and start working towards it nonstop. And don't let anybody get in your way. If they do, let them go. <laughs> like, you know, you, you're here for a reason. And that reason is not to, uh, to turn your back on your heart nice nice all right man those are some good words right there i i appreciate that and uh i think a lot of people can get some value from that as well so i have one final thing for you to do and then you can go back inside and get back in the heat and uh you know warm up a little bit so will you do me the honor of signing off the show today dot rec absolutely uh first off again i just want to Mention out where you can find me, .rec.com, uh, for all my music, uh, .rec clothing if you want some t-shirts, and .rec productions, Instagram and Facebook. And uh, with that said, I'm .rec, and I live uncontained. And that does it for another episode of Uncontained, and that also does it for 2019 with Uncontained. I will have uh, brand new episodes coming your way in 2020, and uh, yeah, I look forward to uh, bringing you more guests and... uh, hooking you up with some great shows some great advice from uh entertainers from across the board and uh hopefully hopefully you discover some people that uh you're really interested in as well so um i'll i'll leave you with this as i mentioned in the beginning of the show and all i really want from christmas from you guys is one to subscribe to the show if you haven't already Share the show with someone that you think would enjoy the show. And then the other step to it, please, a rating and review uh, in the pod player that you listen to the show in. That's all I want. And uh, for you to have a hell of a 2020 as well. Thank you for listening. And until next year, live uncontained.